In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet, drawing 1.016 million listeners, counting the voices in my head. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I'm joined by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm swell and still not your best work. I think it's a perfect reference because it plays into events of this week it's topical randall keith orton's voices in his head no no i i have had voices in my head longer than him the 1.016 million listeners is the topical part of it Uh, because a certain wrestling show that airs on wednesdays uh and did not air on tuesday this week uh, broke the million listen or m- million viewers milestone this week. Hmm. So I didn't even know that it, anything played on Wednesdays other than uh, other than uh, uh, NXT, which was on Tuesday. So yeah, you uh, apparently didn't know that, uh, but you apparently were not part of the one point zero one six million viewers. <laughs> um, and then how how many viewers did NXT get this week? Um, because I don't. Even- talk to you about this stuff right now it wasn't one i don't have to play your games that's all i'm saying i don't i don't have to yeah it wasn't 1.016 million though it was something like eight hundred thousand. um so eight hundred thousand more than AEW had on tuesday indeed indeed that we'll bring that up a little bit later though um we're gonna talk uh, a little bit about wrestling but no jlb this week he seems to think that like education is more important than a podcast with fake cops talking about a fake sport anyways i would like to remind everyone that raw and order wbu is part of the tatnisco podcast network so once you're done listening to this and liking sharing and subscribing you know all that jazz uh head on over to tatnisco.com and check out the other shows on the network yeah so, because it's just the two of us, there's only going to be a couple crimes, and then we're going to move on to misdemeanors and commendations and yada, yada, yada. Um, I think I'll go first, since uh, somebody doesn't pay attention to what happened on AEW this week. Um, there's a nice little surprise on AEW, because it became Miro Day. Except it wasn't. It's Miro Except there wasn't any introduction like that because no Aiden English or whatever his real name is. Mike, Michael something or other. Anyways, um, so that's my crime. Crime number one is Miro finally showed up in AEW. And as awesome as it was, in my opinion, it would have probably gotten a better reaction at All Out. But what do I know? It's not like the show broke a million viewers. Yeah. See, there you go. A million. So. Huh. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a great episode of Dynamite all around, and so that's at least a really good thing with that. But having Miro show up was a weird setup for him showing up, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand. So I I do know what happened there. Obviously, um, I uh, 
I don't understand why why it's such a big deal that he's gonna be in somebody's wedding. I think I I think it's not that big of a deal. I think they were just looking for a way to introduce him and get him some heel heat or stuff right off the bat. And uh, Kip Sabian's one of the smarmiest guys on the AEW roster, and I specifically say smarmy, not condescending, because like well, that that falls to MJF. Um, there, there was there is a a a need to fill a a, a hole. That was a void, we'll say. We'll say a void in Kip Sabian's crew because of a crime we talked about a few weeks ago, like six weeks ago. Last time there wasn't a pay-per-view that week. Yeah. I don't even remember that that far back, man. It was a pay-per-view, pay-per-view, pay-per-view. But Kip Sabian's bestie got fired, so mm-hmm. needs a new bestie. Yeah. So, um... My my biggest problem, though, is uh, Mira was – I someone posted an infographic that showed he had about uh, $2,300 worth of fashion on him when he came out. But it was that fashion that doesn't look like fashion, right? Like, like, a, like a $50 t-shirt? Uh, like a $650 Gucci Disney t-shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's still a t-shirt. It's still a T-shirt. It's a white T-shirt with Disney uh, printed on it, and then Gucci. Um, and then his pants. I'm looking at the picture right now because it's ludicrous to me. Uh, his pants were Gucci pants that just had the Gucci logo all over them. Jo- Disney X Gucci jogging pants that are fourteen hundred and fifty dollars. Jeez. And then on his feet, of course, he had to have a pair of Yeezys, which are $220. Uh, but here's the deal. is It's like it's fashion that, I mean, obviously isn't supposed to look like fashion. But uh, every guy, like, there's a, there's a guy who commented and said, I can look homeless for a lot cheaper. Um, yeah, well, I mean... So he was literally wearing more money than, with the exception of jewelry, more money than Cody does when he comes out in his suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the, Cody's got about a $1,500 suit on most times. Sometimes he has a higher-end fabric, so he might have a four or $5,000 suit on. But even then, half as much money as Cody's suit. Yeah, so, so I, said, I thought he was wearing slippers and pajamas. That's kind of the look. Yeah, and it just like I'm like, oh god, this is supposed to be the Bulgarian brute, and it doesn't, you know, I don't know. He but again, give himself some nice six, seven hundred dollar flip flops. Yeah, do that, or I mean, you're all already wearing Yeezys. Go buy uh, one of Kanye's eighty dollar t shirts. Save you six hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe he pays us to be his personal shoppers. I would totally do that. Miro, if you're listening, I'll I'll shop for you. I'll get you some cool cargo shorts and and a the very very sweet pair of Goosey cargo shorts. G U C I. No, they're gonna be Wrangler or <laughs> or Faded Glory. Do they still make Faded Glory? I assume so. I don't know. Bugle Boys. Yeah, you could even go. You, you go Old Navy. Yeah, heck, that's upscale. Hyatt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and get, then, him some, get him some Ben Hogan's from Walmart. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, trade those ugly Yeezys off for a nice pair of Skechers from the outlet store just down the street. 
They have outlet Skechers. They have yeah. an entire Skechers store. Yes. Skechers a... that have failed quality testing, sort of. <laughs> no, it's more Skechers because apparently I read this statistic at one point, and this is totally not wrestling related. We've gone off on a tangent, but uh, that Skechers manufactures more shoes than any other company in the world. Hashtag um, still not sponsored. Yes. Hit us up, Skechers, man. Um, but, uh, and and part of it is because they have partnerships with a bunch of other brands, so they produce for other brands. Like, if you're at Target and you see those shoes that uh, have that weird S on them, that's because they're Skechers shoes, but they're Target brand. Um, you uh, could, theoretically, I mean, this is the kind of guy who actually would look pretty decent in an Affliction shirt. Mm-hmm. Now, there's about 800 guys' wardrobes that are overpaid, that overpaid for those Affliction shirts. But on yeah. on Miro, you know, you go ahead and pay fifty bucks for an affliction. And, and you know, there's a there's a, a business. Well, yeah, there's a business out of the town that I come from that has a heavy stake in affliction shirts. So, uh, you know, we could we could hood up, hook up some people in town, you know, with Miro and bring some money into K Town. That's all I'm saying. A little little bit of affliction. Just saying. Yeah, we we could buy some basic pants and bedazzle them for him. We sure could. <laughs> we would. We so, would bedazzle the f out of those pants. I, I I have to agree. I just don't understand. I don't understand. Like like your goal is to avoid the pop, but he still got pop. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah. Whew. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't quite get exactly. Just have him come out and attack a face, but it, because everybody's making a heel turn right now, that doesn't work. Yeah, there's, I and mean, I mean, everybody except he, for Moxley and Darby Allen are making a heel turn uh, right now. <laughs> for the most part, D- Dustin Rhodes. Dustin's um, a good guy. Or, Cody, or maybe, maybe his brother Dustin Rose. Gone, theoretically. Or maybe his brother Dustin Rose. You know. Yeah, either one of those two. Yeah. Either one of those would. Cutie. They're, they're both good guys. Cutie's yeah. a good guy. Cutie Marshall. Um. So yeah, he could have come out during and attacked Dustin Rose during his match with Brody Lee. Hey, JLB's not here. We got to make fun of him somehow. You need to stop social distancing. Stop washing your hands until you can learn how to say roads. <laughs> roads. Maybe, maybe get some social interaction in your world so you understand that there's a D in the Spinglish alphabet. I said Spinglish because I don't know what it's uh, called. Doc, I don't think we've got enough road to get up to 88 miles per hour. <laughs> We're going. We don't need no roads. <laughs> Doc, I don't know what you're talking about. Wouldn't it be Ock? Again, there's no D in Rose. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, Ock it's just Brown. it was it was a good uh, debut, and I'm happy to see him in AEW. Apparently, he signed a long term contract that includes the ability for him to work in New Japan and select. Yeah, it was one year's considered long term. When I what I read was like three or four years. Oh, I read a one year. But uh, it's neither here nor there. I, it, a, in in the long run, uh, none of us really know the deal. You know, it's and more power to him. I mean, here's the deal: one year deal gives him versatility. If he ends up hating it, uh, it could be a three year deal with a one year opt out. Um, 
you know, there's uh, AEW has proven to be much more willing to be flexible with booking, with uh, contract stylings. You know, obviously, if you have a match on on Sunday that's going to be a, a hardcore match, they probably don't want you taking a hardcore match Saturday. Yeah, and that's the deal. Is they're gonna? I mean, they're definitely gonna use him and try to make him a beast. Um, and he is filling out the heavyweight division in AEW because probably the biggest criticism when AEW first launched was that there were no big guys in AEW. And they've since done a lot to get big guys, Wardlow, Brian Cage, you know, but uh, Miro definitely fills into that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I good it, good introduction, but um, is the crime is his attire? Was that his crime? Um, well, the, the crime is like a double edge. The crime is him finally showing up and how awesome it was, but the word on finally, because he's been able to show up for weeks now. I mean, his non-compete would have ended in mid to late July, right? And I just don't, I don't get, you have a battle Royal, mm-hmm. like what a battle Royal with a surprise entrance all the time. Yeah. So I, I don't know the exact, it says reports are. He's been confirmed to have signed a multi-year contract. Okay. Um, but they don't know exactly how many. That's the best I can find really quick. But but yeah, but but then to have him come out in this best man deal. I mean, I, I, I think one of the things that they're doing with it, they made a big deal on it that he's not a best man, he's the best man. So I think that's gonna be like his catchphrase in AEW. The best man. Um, but just, he didn't make any real impact. That's kind of the sad thing with it. I mean, he's blonde hair. Yeah. He's got blonde hair now. And, uh, uh, he came out and he's apparently really good buds with Kip Sabian, even though I've never heard anything about them before, you know? Uh, I mean, some people like to keep their relationships and friendships under wraps, man. Yeah. Some, I mean, I guess, I mean, maybe they use like some sort of fake names, uh, and we just didn't hear anything about it because they, I don't know, maybe like pretended to be cops or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're embarrassed by the fact that their best friend is a conservative. Maybe. Maybe they're, maybe they're embarrassed that their best friend's a raging liberal. Who knows? You know, <laughs> there's there's going to be a certain subset of listeners who are really confused by that whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, so I just feel like I mean I'm happy that he debuted and I'm hoping that they're gonna do really big things with him, but I just it just felt like kind of a lackluster debut that it was just like he comes out and he gives a glass ceiling talk and and then that's about it and I would have much preferred him to show up and destroy someone uh, and you know been the the Bulgarian brute that. Yes, I mean, and I know they're not going to call him the Bulgarian brute because that's probably trademarked by WWE, and they do want to avoid the WWE stigma too much. But, but that he should be destroying people. Russian rampage. Then I will give him credit; he didn't do uh, an exaggerated accent. accent. He he seemed to talk in just his real voice, which does have some accent to it, but it's not like. It was one of my biggest problems when he was in WWE is every re- interview he would you'd have, be playing up that Russian accent as much as possible. Bulgarian know. accent. Yeah. 
Lana was Russian, remember? Lana was Russian, uh, he was Bulgarian, but the accent was basically the same. <laughs> you mean bad? Yes, I mean bad, which is what we use to describe Lana all the time. <laughs> now, Rusev does not, or I'm sorry, Miro does not describe Lana as bad. Oh, I'm sure she is very nice to him. Oh, oh, okay. I, I mean, I'm you, you seriously went with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, Borat? oh my God, I yeah, can't remember. Borat. Yeah, Borat. Very nice. Um, anyway. Yeah, high five. <laughs> but so that's my crime. It's not a super big crime, but it's kind of one of those things that I'm happy that he finally showed up. I just wish they would have used him a little bit better. Being misused is kind of his thing. Yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't be an AEW, so here's knock on wood that they have him come out and destroy someone this week. Was that real wood or wood paneling? It's whatever this desk from Target it's made out of, so hmm. it's at least it's at least MDF with uh veneer on it. So it's wood and resin. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to crime number two, because <laughs> We don't need that was really squirrel, but we don't have three crimes, so we don't have to stay as on subject tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually alluded to this earlier today. Uh, Usi Us is my crime. I, I just don't understand it. Why can't he just be Jimmy or Jay Uso? I just don't know why we had to call him Usi Us. Usi Us. I believe it was Jay, just so everybody knows. Usi Us. It's not even their real last name. We're now doing a variation on a fake last name. Well, if I'm correct, Uso, uh, the reason they use it, it means brother. And so Usi Uso, Usi Us is kind of like saying my brother, brother. I don't know. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It it seems like really they just brought him back uh, to give... Roman a quick victory at Night of Champions and then roll on. Lucy. I mean, it, here, here's what it comes the down to. The reason it was there was to be Roman's heel, in case you guys were wondering. That's all it was. That's my point. It's going to be a quick victory at Night of Champions because they're going to have that match. Um, and it's going to be uh, him being a heel to his own family. Uh, and then a quick victory and then they're going to roll on. Um but it's it's just one of those where, like, I would much have preferred them to actually build a feud for Roman of some sort, even if it's with Jay Uso or Jimmy Uso. I think it was Jay, but covering bases. Isn't, isn't Jimmy the one that has the personal issues, we'll say? I don't know. I lose track. I think you're right. But again, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I can tell any twins apart should we uh maybe we should ask the greatest female wrestler of our modern era naomi yeah i i thought maybe charlotte would know i didn't know yeah well you know we'll just call up jlb and have him you know hit up his good friend naomi oh yeah it's so stupid yeah I, you know, I, that's the, and and I mean, that is an indicator of, of the week of wrestling we've had. Wrestling is improving. It is much, much, much better. Um, 
I do want to throw out a, a positive felony crime to uh, Finn Balor and Adam Cole for a banger of a match. Um, oh, my God. But I, I don't remember which Tuesday that happened. I don't remember if it was two Tuesdays ago or the last Tuesday. It was this Tuesday. Okay. It's it's actually one of my commendations, so okay. it was going to get so, talked about one way or another, but... Yeah, I, that, I mean, by far the match of the week this week. Um, leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. Those two put on a match, a clinic. Um, really, just a very, very good match. But the bad really wasn't horrible this week, and the the good was, well, I just said it, it was phenomenal. It was incredible. So that's all I got. Oosie, oos. Yeah, no, like I said, I wasn't, I, I don't get to, I still don't get to watch uh, SmackDown when it happens because Sling is dumb and, and they're dumb, 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 but, uh, but I did get to watch some of it before I came home from work because I had a TV on at work. So, um, don't tell my boss. What? You have a boss? Yeah. Got TV. Sorry. Zangief reference. <laughs> no, it's my boss, Chief Heat. He comes in and he throws paper at us and yells at us to do our job and make more arrests. Um, but no, I think I, Dynamite was good, and I think it was uh, worthy of the the ratings that it got. Um, I think NXT was good, and and uh, frankly, was worthy of the ratings that it got. Because here's the deal: this will be my crime. Two and a half, maybe. Okay. Um, I I, I want to send out a crime to uh, the wrestling promoters for finally at least listening to us and understanding, at least for two short weeks, that by not having AEW and NXT uh, competing with each other, more people would watch wrestling. Yeah, um, I mean, they, they can literally get to four nights a week on on basic everyday cable because obviously there is four nights a week with impact mm-hmm. um if you want to if you, really if you want to count uh uh aw's dark there's already that without mm-hmm. four nights a week but but yeah because yeah. i mean the simple fact is uh for nearly a year in fact actually it's been a year now because i think aw dynamite debuted last september um, for basically a year, there's been this competition on Wednesday night, and they've gone back and forth. Um, and one side has won a lot, and the other side has won some. Uh, but it's always been hovering around that seventy thousand viewers for whichever one won. Thousand. Um, up until now, not neither of them had broken that hundred thousand, if I'm correct. Um, Million. Excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. Seven hundred thousand is what I meant to say. Seven hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand. Neither of them have broken that million until this week. I thought NXT did earlier this year, but I don't remember that for a fact. Let's. Uh, I'll do some looking on that, but. Uh, but that's the deal. Is is it's like they've been hovering around that seven hundred to eight hundred thousand uh, viewers every week when. In reality, if they would just put them on different nights, I think not only would both 
the one that's on Wednesday get more viewers, but the one that's on Tuesday or Thursday, if you wanted to rather put it on Thursday, would get more viewers, right? And that's the case of this, is this week, you know, we've talked before and said 1.5 or 1.6 million people watched wrestling on Wednesday, um, but by putting it on Tuesday and Wednesday, we got up to 1.8 to 1.9 million. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then on, on Friday, we broke the 2 million watcher mark as well so that people could hear oozy ooze yeah so the so the first two weeks or three weeks of dynamite it was above a million right but that's to be expected when it's a brand new show uh with a brand new promotion um but then since then you know AEW dipped down uh nxt was able to get up they got to 916,000 uh back in November of last year uh, and beat um but yeah that was the highest that NXT has gotten was 900,000 and AEW had a couple times last year and then early this year where they were in that 900,000 but uh since covid really hit in the United States they've been hovering in that 700 to 800,000 range and that's been just going back and forth so it's like uh AEW got 772,000 uh the next week NXT got 786,000 which which means kind of what all of us expected there's about 200,000 people that are exclusive to each individual brand mhm yep and that, yeah that just simply won't watch the other brand yep. they're swinging back and forth mhm um, on Wednesday nights, or they're recording or watching two televisions or whatever it may be. There's there's about five hundred thousand people doing that on both sides. Yep, and that's the deal. And I mean, there, there's always going to be a certain number of people who will always watch one show first, no matter yep. what. Um, and I'll admit, I'm I'm one of those people who, if I am forced to make the choice, I will choose AEW first every time. Not gonna hide that. I will still watch one NXT time, afterwards. One time you didn't, uh, and it was a leak for a championship. I you were forced to choose AEW, but you didn't intentionally choose AEW that night. Yeah. And so I'll I'll agree, but I still okay. Ninety nine percent of the time, yes. I will choose AEW. We'll we'll give it that. Um, but there's still those other people who won't. But uh, again, if I'm not forced to choose, then both of them win. Correct. If I'm not yeah, forced yeah. to choose AEW or NXT, then I watch both of them. You don't have to compete head to head. You're let's number one. Let's get real and honest about this. Unless it's Monday nights, um, not during football season, you're not going to, um, you're not going to get back to the four million viewers per episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not going to happen. That's number one. Um, because wrestling, it doesn't have the panache that it did back then. It, it, it needs to not be the same type of edgy. Um, the audience is a different type of edgy. Um, I, I can tell you right now, I know Smarks well enough to know that if puppies, as a terminology, comes back, he'll struggle to even turn on the television for that I episode. Will. I indeed will. Um, 
and and there's just as much of as there is for people who wouldn't want to hear the sexual objectification stuff there's also going to be a whole bunch of whole boatload of people who go i'm not letting my kids watch all that blood because mm-hmm. it wasn't kids watching back then yeah it was that the audience the audience segment that was hitting was 18 to 35 mm-hmm. well it's going to take some something different to get 18 to 35 now than it did yeah. back then it indeed will. It's a different different demo now, just in general. And the people that were 18 to 35 20 years ago are now 38 to 54, mm-hmm. 55, 55, sorry. And they're just interested in different things. I know I am. Yeah, I mean, the taste just... I, I, I was able the... to chuckle at puppies back then. Yeah. You weren't, but I was. Yeah, one, even more than that, like... I am more entertained now by work rate than I was back then. Oh, I mean, don't sure. get me wrong. I enjoyed a good Bret Hart work rate match, but I also had no problem at the time with an Ultimate Warrior three-minute squash match, you know? Um, no, in fact, I still kind of long for an, uh, a Goldberg-esque streak where, mm-hmm. say, a Keith Lee is coming out and squashing people left and right nonstop. Or, I don't know, gosh... Was there a champion that just forfeit his title and was doing almost exclusively squash matches, but he had a shoulder injury? Yeah, something. Some kind of some, cross guy. Some sort of yeah. Crass. Start, Crass. Started, started with a started with a C. No, no, not a C. Uh, K. K. <sighs> I guess we'll never know. Anyway. Yeah. That was actually getting some some progress. He was way too rushed to the title, but um, there, it was it was creating viewership. I would suggest that Smarks that would be the other character that would 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 have caused Smarks to go. Gosh, I wish I knew when he was going to be on. So if it was a commercial, I could switch over. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> that was also an era when there wasn't DVR. That's the other thing. That also we plays it. Four million views a week on these shows. There wasn't DVR. Um, there wasn't streaming services, which I don't think count on those numbers. Even though they're going to be way more accurate than, yeah. than cable or or broadcast or Nielsen, way more accurate. So yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. Is I mean, kudos for them to at least experimenting and seeing. I already know that um, the, all the reports say that. NXT is moving back to Wednesday because WWE is not giving up this fight. And I guess the report I was reading was USA Network isn't giving up this fight. USA Network is determined to uh, be the network for wrestling and to abandon the battle against AEW in their mind apparently is admitting that AEW is better. So they're determined to keep putting NXT up against AEW. Yeah. Like, and I think that's a bad move. You don't get. That's all I'm saying. Pick up a segment you don't get. Yeah, that, that's Wouldn't my point. Is, no, it the the simple fact is you're they're costing themselves about two hundred thousand viewers a week by yep. forcing it to be competition. Uh, and if they would just put on their big boy pants. The other thing is, is it really that important to you? You moved it twice for another sporting event. So mm-hmm. it's second behind that, and the exact same thing for for TNT. Oh, wrestling! It's a big deal to us now. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. 
Except for the NBA Finals. we got to move it to Saturday. <laughs> so hockey and NBA both take a little bit of precedence over wrestling. So just instead of worrying about being the channel for professional wrestling, um, how about just put the show on whatever night it's going to get the best ratings? That's yeah. what I yeah. Yeah, because we know it doesn't work on Saturdays. Yeah. It doesn't. Pay-per-views work on Saturdays. That's when people are paying to watch. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we can move on. Uh, if you don't have a 2.75, <laughs> we will move on to misdemeanors. Yeah. And for me, I only have one misdemeanor this week. And it's a misdemeanor that I've harped on before. And so it's probably going to sound like a broken record. And I think uh, DFA is going to roll his eyes when I say this. Damn it, WWE. Stop it with the Alexa Bliss fiend angle. I'm tired of it. I don't want Alexa Bliss to be enamored with the fiend. They had her do the sister Abigail on Nikki Cross this week. Yep. And uh, and here's the deal. Kudos to Alexa Bliss for nailing it because she nailed that move like a champ. Uh, kudos to Nikki Cross for taking it like a champ. But I don't want to see this storyline. If if you were gonna do the Alexa Bliss and the Fiend, the way to do it is to have the Fiend be the one under her spell. And right now, it's just story's not told yet, but that's all I would say. Yeah, you can say that, but they're already hinting at this whole thing where. Like, she didn't realize she was putting her uh, hair into dreadlocks because she's just uh, doing it subconsciously. And and then she turns on her best friend by hitting her with the sister Abigail, but then acts like she didn't know what she was doing. Um, that's not the storyline that I want to see. Um, the storyline I want to see is Nikki Cross is manipulating both of them. That would be better. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But... Or, or I don't know. Just I don't throw... want, I I like the suspension of disbelief here. I I hope that there's a swerve. I really hope there's a big swerve. Um, we haven't had a huge swerve like that in well, a long term swerve like that in ages. Um, the closest we've had to a swerve like that was Johnny Gargano getting kicked in the head. Yeah, I uh, right in the face. <laughs> Right in the face. Anyways, uh, Pele for the concussion. Uh, but um, I just I don't know. This is the same company that just introduced Wobbly Walrus, so I'm I'm really don't have a lot of faith in this particular storyline. Uh, what exactly? What persona is that supposed to be exactly? I think it's supposed to actually be Paul Heyman. I don't know where they get to Walrus from Paul Heyman. I'm. Or wobbly, to be perfectly honest. But I'm 90% certain it's supposed to be Paul Heyman. But again, I don't really understand. The only connection that The Fiend has to Paul Heyman is that Paul Heyman now is the advocate for the guy who beat him. Yeah, they need to, but, they need to get over their love of, a, uh, of The Fiend in the title. They just need to get over that. Tell a a long term story, especially considering Alexa's now involved, potentially Nikki's now involved, Braun is still involved, and doesn't have to be uh, the guy with the title. Yeah, I mean no. the simple fact is, yeah, Braun can continue his feud with the Fiend now, as you're the guy who cost me my title. If it yes. wasn't for you, I'd still be champion. Uh, yeah. And 
and that's fine. You can do that. I got no problem with that. Um, yeah, there's, there's, and and you know, it, it's very easy to have Bray do a Firefly Funhouse where, where, oh, you thought I was gonna go after the title? We well, are not done yet. Yeah, the simple you know, fact. The the more I'm watching, the more I'm not excited about Paul Heyman being involved with the Roman Reigns storyline just in general. Really, I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm. Other I'm just than not that, it's it's a lot of uh, cheap win. This I, guy's I've decided it. that I I don't like it, and partially the reason I don't like it is Paul Heyman's just doing the Brock Lesnar bit with Roman, except for the fact that he's having him get cheap wins. But oh, that's only because he's Roman. Right. I mean, the simple fact is they've built they built Brock Lesnar up for years as the guy who can't be beat effectively. So he didn't have to do cheap wins because he's been built up as the unbeatable monster. Uh, but they've also spent the last five years showing Roman Reigns get beat on the regular. So that but it's still he still comes out and he does the my name is Paul Heyman and I'm the advocate for the reigning defending undisputed universal I mean, God, it's the same shtick have him come up with something new anyway. Brock has apparently signed a uh, spot contract for something yeah. I had to read that sent me. it's a great picture of a young oh. John Cena meeting Macho Man uh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's right there there he is it's pretty cool sitting right by him <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, uh, we had a conversation. One of my favorite up-and-coming, I say up-and-coming, it's been around for a long time, but one of my favorite non-WWE or AEW wrestlers is Crazy Steve, uh, who wrestles for Impact Wrestling. Who, I uh, can't see you. Yeah, who came out this week is legally blind. Basically can't see a thing. Just can, like in, in the ring, he can sing blur, see blurry shapes and, and kind of does it, which makes the stuff he does in the ring pretty impressive, if you ask me. But so he released a T-shirt this week that is, I can't see you, um, which I think is hilarious. I might have to get that shirt. You could I gotta, probably get into a WWE venue before they realized they didn't say you, you can't yeah. see me. You probably could, because they just have a glance at it and they see the the can't see symbol and they'd be like, oh, it's a especially if you got it on like bright orange. You're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then he could be pebble fruit. <laughs> but anyways, that was my I only. I didn't want that chance to happen at a, at a impact event. Pebble fruit instead of fruity pebbles. Yeah. What is San Gina doing in the impact zone? San Gina. Uh, but that's my only misdemeanor. Did you have any misdemeanors this week? Um, Miro's hair. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have had Miro. I wouldn't have had us talk as long as we did about Miro, but I wanted to make sure we had a full podcast. So um, my misdemeanor is going to go to Canada for insisting their people be educated and we don't have a third crime this week. Yeah, seriously. She would have just been making up while we were talking about stuff, so... Yeah, he'd be right now uh, stumbling through the start of the third crime. Like, my crime this week, it's um, it's going to be on... Um, uh, so, yeah, it's going to be on... Alexa and no, 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 that yeah, we already talked. It's gonna be Bailey and Sasha. The the crime is gonna be that that um, 
did. I mean, I kind of think that they did it okay, though. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that either. Um, I think that. Was I don't know. I. Ugh. I. I, just, I personally it make sense for Bailey to attack Sasha. I said this when we were chit chatting. I didn't want to make it my crime because we had already chit chatted a little bit about it um, earlier today. Um, I'll make this my this a misdemeanor. So I think the better route to go here would have been the Randy Orton Evolution wins the world title route. Um, I think that that's the better path where Sasha earns a tot a shot at Bailey's title, and then and then you know Bailey gets mad instead of this. I can see that you're coming after my title thing, which is weird. Uh, I I would have. I would have preferred a Sasha turn on Bailey um, because you could have done it from a, a 100% face turn sort of a thing where Bailey tries to cheat in a match and Sasha just says, no, I'm not going to help you cheat to win. You know what I mean? Um, or something like that. But it, one way or another, I'm happy they finally did it. And apparently that was the worry in WWE is they worried they waited too long to do it. And they might have been right. Um, if they would have done this turn at WrestleMania, it would probably be the hottest program going on right now. Uh, the fact that they waited as long as they did definitely cooled this program off. But I am glad they finally did it. Uh, so now we just need Sasha to win and then successfully defend it once. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am excited for the the bashing of each other, or in particular the bashing of Sasha by Bailey. Especially, um, especially if that bashing occurred after Sasha won. Yeah, not a big deal. I'm going to win it back anyways. I have a rematch and you don't defend your titles. You lose every time you defend. So, you know, I'll just get it back. Yeah, but. You could even have her plan. The only way I'm doing this is if there's a rematch clause. Because if you do beat me, then I know that I'll get it back. Yep. So, but I'm I'm at least happy that they finally did it, though. So I'll I'll give them benefits of the doubt on how they're going to handle it because I'm just happy that they're finally. Um, I still think Bailey needs to get a new finisher. The I'm going to hug you and then pick you up and gently put you down on your back just doesn't work as a heel finisher. What? I, Hugs aren't finishers. Nope, they never have been. You obviously I mean, haven't. Except for except when for when uh, the giant and the Yeti. Hugged and dry humped uh, Hogan. <laughs> you get him from that side. That, that was that was a finisher in more senses of the word. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, that got that got really dirty really fast. <laughs> I got uh, uncomfortably dirty. Yeah. Really fast. You got uncomfortably dirty really fast. Well, I'm I'm uncomfortable. That's for sure. Yep, you you're correct. This is now uncomfortable. <laughs> you nailed it. Good job, buddy. We we will move on now to commendations. And like I said earlier, my first commendation is Finn Balor for winning the NXT title. Um, it was a title match that, like you say, probably was the best, at least in ring wrestling match of the week. This week, yeah. Um, and and a top ten on the year. Mm-hmm. But even more than that, it was it was nice to see a wrestling match that we legitimately didn't know the winner. Like they yeah. could have just given the belt back to uh, Adam Cole and continued on. Adam Cole, the only three-time champion. Adam Cole's been a safe bet for them all year. 
you know, they just make him the champion and and kind of reset to that. Uh, but the the idea of giving the prinks, I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it. It's prince with an X, but that's not pronounced like prince. You don't ever pronounce an X that way. Prinks. Prinks. Prinksy. Prinksy. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Um, and to have him come out and and put on a hell of a match and win it, and uh, having not used the demon since he came back to NXT, I think is also important. Yeah, uh, for for him to win the big things without that gimmick, at least for a short period of time. I would yeah. love to see the demon come back eventually, but to have him big get some big matches without the demon is is a good thing. So yeah. I don't disagree. So, and, and then my other commendation is for former NXT wrestler now signed to AEW, Tay Conti, formerly Tainara Conti, for being the only wrestler, she can now lay claim to this, the only wrestler that was on the first NXT segment to break AEW's streak and the first AEW since the beginning to break 1 million viewers. Wow. Yeah. Because she was in a match on NXT on that first one that broke NXT's streak, and it was her segment that was the first part of the the changeover for it. Wow. And uh, then she goes out here for this week, and she wrestled uh, against Nyla Rose. Mm. Of course, lost because Nyla is the beast and the future of that division in their minds. Um, and probably in reality, but I'm just saying, you know, you make a big signing like uh, Take On to, you might want to give her a win to start off. But, you know, I guess who am I? They now have a million views this week. So. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're just you're just a regular watching fan every single week. Yep. Who obviously doesn't know that a million's not a lot. It's not a lot, but in terms of Wednesday Night Wrestling, it still is. Now, yes, four would be more. Uh, Ten million. I mean, I I went to Kearney High School, so I'm pretty sure four million is more than one million, but can't guarantee it because they taught me some stupid shit there. So yeah, sometimes once you get up into those millions, the the base ten qualifications change. Yeah, we don't know. Just ask all the people who think that one billionaire take all his money and give it to individual Americans who all have a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> or or the people who are like I saw this and they're like did you know the Super Bowl's been around longer than there been than America has there have been 50 some Super Bowls but only 45 presidents oh my god okay I I guess I had heard that there were people who were saying those types of things what? Okay. You realize, A, the presidents typically serve four terms at uh, four years at least in a term. Uh, and if they get reelected, they don't get to add another number. They don't get to add another number. So the presidents that got two terms in a row were only. I likely qualified that knowing that I was going to go after Calvin Coolidge. Mm hmm. There were presidents that got more than one term not in a row, and they do get to count two separate numbers, but... There were president one, just one. 
Uh, didn't, there was one. I thought there was one other, but maybe I don't know. Again, I went to Kearney High, so. Uh, yeah. How do you feel if you're the president in, in between? I think it was Taft, maybe that was in between Coolidge and Coolidge. But how do you feel if you're that guy? That yeah, was so bad. They asked the other guy to come back. Oh, I, I think I think my brain was getting confused with FDR, who served three terms. Yes. Um, Did not complete three though. He only served eleven years. Step down in the final year of his third term. God, why do I know stupid shit like that? Anyway, moving forward. Anyways, but so that's those are my two commendations for the week. Yeah, and my commendations are to FDR for serving three terms and Calvin Coolidge for winning again. Yes, that's the way to do it. Uh, no, I, I will. I'll, I'll give one commendation. I probably should have been on the misdemeanors, but good job to Raw on being good enough to be completely forgettable. Yeah, I basically didn't remember. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I was able to talk about SmackDown this week, and that was a pretty big deal. And there was a lot that happened on SmackDown, a lot. And Raw was entirely forgettable. Yep. Totally yep. forgettable. It's forgettable. That's what it is. Raw's forgettable. We have a regular Nat King Cole on the other end of the line here, folks. Anyways, that that's probably the the not commendation, but the I was I'm this entire time I've been racking my brain. We haven't talked anything about Raw, nothing, <laughs> and I got nothing. I still got nothing. Maybe I was that Nat was Prinks great. Cole. It, what? That maybe I was Nat Prinks. <laughs> let's let's hear Google this uh, to see if there's anything off the raw results that I'm just forgetting. Because <laughs> again, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't give it. A, I I would remember if there was a giant crime that made me go. Oh, that's uh, they they had um, uh, uh, Drew McIntyre give three different claymores too. Art Randy Orton, so that was something that happened. <laughs> and oh, and Cedric Alexander turned bad. That's a thing. It's yeah, probably short-lived thing. Yeah, and oh, and they had um, um, Cesaro and Nakamura show up to challenge the Street Profits because that's that a match. actually a pretty decent match. And the parting match of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. So I don't know. There's and, a reason why it was so forgettable this week. Holy cow. It's either the good stuff's been done. <laughs> Oscar and Mickey James versus Natalia and Lana. That's a winner of a match right there. Um, and what else? I mean, here, so let's go ahead and, and give a little bit of a misdemeanor. This is why you bring Mickey James back. Yeah. Yeah. You bring Mickey James back, a future Hall of Famer women's wrestler. And yeah. one in the legitimate conversation for GOAT. Probably still Gail Kim or yep. um, could potentially you could potentially say Charlotte at this juncture, I think. Um, Trish, Lita, you could all of them could be in that conversation. But Mickey is solidly in that conversation for GOAT. And this is how you get her back on TV. Oh yeah, and and we got to see um uh, Ray Mysterio's daughter delivers some of the weakest looking uh, kendo stick shots I've ever seen. Well, she doesn't want to hurt him, you know. Yeah. So, you know, that that's the lovely, lovely state of Raw. But yeah, you bring Mickey James back and you're like, ah, how about you feud with Lana? <laughs> 
It's forgettable. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a reason I forgot about it because I don't want to wow. remember. That's painful. That was that was as, as legit of a forgettable as they come. Yeah. Nothing was bad though. It wasn't horrible. Like like here's the deal. like that I remember Lana's best match, but it, you know Lana's best matches is, is uh, not, not saying much. something to write home about. It's like it's like saying. That's the best poop I've ever had. It's still poop. Nope, I get far more excited about the best poop I ever had. Yeah. I probably get more excited about the best poop you ever had. Yeah, you, you know, you say that, and I know it's true. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I mean. How about, how about I change it? That's the best dog turd I've ever seen. Yeah, that's still a dog. Well, I still still might have the dog turn win. Probably <laughs> would take a picture of it and send it to you. In fact, I'm probably gonna make a mental note now that if I see a <laughs> dog, I hope the person you were trying to message has disconnected. <laughs> you misspelled disconnected. The person you have messaged has disconnected. <laughs> Spell it right the second time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I I remember now after reading it was like, oh yeah, Drew McIntyre did three Claymore kicks to to Randy Orton. Um, that was fun, I guess. And but but it's a Control V Control or Control C Control V. Like, oh okay, you did it again. Like not necessarily in the same setup, but at the end of the day, Drew McIntyre delivers Claymores. Yep. To people he's mad at. Yep, that's what he do. Yeah. And they're entertaining in the moment, but I, I also, like, my my binge right now on Netflix, please, everybody, feel free to go to at uh, DA Vincent K. Fabe on Twitter and make fun of me for this, but my Netflix binge right now is Riverdale, which is Archie told modern. It's a teen drama. Anyway, um, feel free to go make fun of me on that, on, for that on Twitter, but... Uh, I can't tell you what I watched the last time. If I start watching it again, I'll be able to pick up where I left off, and I can tell you the overarching storyline. Uh, but relatively forgettable in individual episodes, yep. you know. Now, now, uh, anyone who picks on Da Fabe over that will have to answer to my wife because she also loves Riverdale. So, very entertaining show. But again, it's any, any show I binge watch, any show I binge watch like that. Um, that individual episodes run the risk of being forgettable friends has episodes that were ran the risk of being forgettable friends has segments in shows i can't tell you what happened in the pivot episode i know they were moving a sofa pivot no pivot or <laughs> no i can tell you exactly what happened <laughs> that's that's a good episode that was like a thanksgiving i think Holy crap, Chandler's stuck in an ATM vestibule with Jill Goodacre. <laughs> oh, yeah, like I didn't think of that. <laughs> uh, no, like I say, like something like Riverdale is what I call popcorn TV. It's it's fun to, to watch. It feels good to watch it. You enjoy it and everything. But then you walk away from it and just like popcorn after a movie. You don't really remember the popcorn you enjoyed it while you were watching it, but you don't really remember it. And it's not the reason you go to the movie, but every time you go to a movie, you have to have that popcorn. Yeah. It's kind of the thing for this. Yeah, and you, I guess, didn't, you didn't make notes about how exceptional the popcorn was that night. Yeah. And I guess uh, 
that is now the definition of WWE Raw. WWE this, Raw on TV. There's been other weeks that have been great. There's been, let's face it, having not bad storylines for a while is not a, something that hurts. The problem is they're still playing with certain storylines that suck. Just suck. So yeah. I suppose I will commend Raw for being forgettable this week because you reminded me that they talked about Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins still. Eh. You reminded me that Dominic is still, for some reason, a televised wrestler. Yeah. I don't know. I I would put a lot more uh, faith into Dominic if he dressed like his true father, Eddie Guerrero. (laughs) I really, because we're talking about Eddie, Dominic, and Ray. In that very moment, I really wish we were doing AEW, um, Impact, and ROH. Because <laughs> I think that would be a lot of fun throwing a little time machine in there. Well, hold on to that thought for when we record the episode. <laughs> this episode will also be forgettable by Tuesday, I'm sure. Yeah. We're forgettable. <laughs> That's what we are. But on that note, we will probably wrap things up for the WBU. A little bit shorter episode than we often do, but but that's fine. That's fine. We didn't have uh, JLB here to throw us onto curveballs and tangents and stuff. So I do like to remind people to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. The quickest, easiest, and cheapest way to support us is just to share uh, us on so- social media. Just say, hey, go listen to this podcast. I really like it. Um, cost you zero dollars and only a couple of segment, seconds of time out of the day. So go ahead and do that. Make sure you subscribe so you get notified when we post the new episodes. You can follow me on Twitter at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. I do want to throw in a bonus crime at the end here, though. Okay. Something that's not on episodes. Not about episodes. Okay. Tell. You, you can finish your plugs and then. No, go ahead and do it right now. Okay. We'll, we'll finish the plugs with you. So, um, actual crime, um, potentially actual breach of contract. Um, this business and, and, and it's been a week and a half, I think about 10 days since this letter came out. Um, almost exactly. It's been 11 days since the letter came out, um, of Vince telling his wrestlers that they're not allowed. Number one, that, that WWE owns their likeness and their name and then number two that they can't earn um third party incomes from those types of things on things like uh what's the what are the two platforms that he's throwing the fit about the cameo and cameo and twitch were the two big ones that's the one that really has me a little bit pissed off you need to renegotiate your contracts if you're going to take that money away big yee's made sixty three thousand dollars this year off of cameo Mm mm-hmm 63. Ric Flair's made 30,000. I don't understand how you tell Ric Flair he can't make $30,000. He's 75. You're not going to yeah. put him in a ring. He's under a legends contract. Yeah. That's my thing is here's the deal is they're under an independent contractor contact, right? Which by law should mean you can't tell them what to do in their free time period yeah that that conflict of interest bs works if you're telling them they can't be in other wrestling matches Mm -hmm. but to tell big e the number one earner 
for WWE on Cameo and probably one of the top hundred earners of all of Cameo. Um, not to tell seven-year-old kids happy birthday in a video paid for by their parents is garbage. Mm-hmm. Or to tell uh, Xavier Woods, who has both a YouTube channel and a Twitch stream under a different name, uh, Austin Creed, which Austin is, is his real first name, and Creed comes from his TNA character, not anything even close to related to WWE, but to try to tell him that he can't do Twitch or or his own YouTube channel anymore, that's BS. Yeah. And, and the simple fact is, um, I really think what needs to happen is one of the wrestlers has to has to be brave enough to to do it and get fined or punished by WWE and take them to court over it. Because I bet you if it, I bet you if it went to court, they would win. Oh, absolutely. In fact, if it went to court, I don't think it would. I think WWE would would fold before it went to court and settle out of court. Um, because I think WWE would know if it went to court, the whole s- concept of them being independent contractors could get brought up from a legal standpoint, and it would potentially throw a big old wrench into the way he runs his whole business. Correct. So, so I think if someone were to fight it legally, uh, they would win fairly handily. I also find it very funny that FTR opened a Twitch because of it. <laughs> yep. And Kip Sabian was advertising his Twitch officially sponsored, or not sponsored, but condoned by AEW. Yeah. But. Those are both very funny things. I, I just, I'm over it. I'm over Vince. Vince, the, this is an era that's very, very different. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to change the way you approach it, and this is why your product is suffering. Yeah. And here's the deal. I understand from this reason, if only this reason, um, saying you can't use your WWE name because we have to protect the trademarks on those WWE names. So if you're Alexa Bliss and you want to start your trade, your Twitch channel, you have to start it under your real name or under some other fake name, you know, that you yeah. can't use Alexa Bliss. Like Austin I can, Creed. Like Austin Creed, yeah. Um, or to use a no longer in WWE, Matt Cardona. Um, I mean, he did it for forever on YouTube. He always, on his channel, introduced himself as Matt Cardona um, because he knew that this is about him, not about his WWE career. And that's I, Austin Creed has been uh, very big on talking about it. He says his YouTube channel is about setting himself up for the eventual future without WWE. That he knows he without will not. Wrestling. Yeah, but even with just without WWE, it's it's about keeping his name out there. It's the same thing with Jordan Grace. Uh, Jordan Grace on her Twitter page puts her real name up there, uh, and she does it because she says Jordan Grace is the character I play in a wrestling ring, but Trisha Parker is who I am. And so if I'm no longer in wrestling, uh, I want to already have an established brand under my name. And she's not wrong. I mean, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the highest paid performer in Hollywood right now. But and he only gets called The Rock in WWE produced movies. Yep. And that's the deal. He had to actually go to court with WWE to get a settlement on it because he had a hard time 
transitioning from Dwayne from The Rock to Dwayne Johnson. Um, and it held him back in some of his earlier movies because people only knew him as The Rock and they didn't know him as Dwayne Johnson. So movie studios were like, well, we want to advertise you as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's like, well, I, I don't own the rights to the name The Rock. That's owned by WWE. And so they had to get some some releases for some of those or negotiate WWE into a production role on it. And so Trisha Parker knows that you got to establish your name now out for outside of wrestling so that you have that name recognition later. So, I mean, Alexa Bliss, uh, whose real name is Alexis Kaufman, uh, right now in terms of social media does not do almost anything under her real name. I think her twit her Twitter might be under her real name, but almost everything else is under Alexa Bliss. And for now that doesn't cause any problems. Uh, but in yeah, her Twitter is under Lexi Kaufman. Um, but is. she's at Alexa Bliss WWE. Um, and she can change that. And she can change that. But other than that, you know, she's already going to struggle a bit with setting herself up for a post. Now, I'm hoping that her post WWE career is a long time in the future. Uh, same with uh, Xavier Woods. Um, same with Big E. Same with, you know, I, I want them to stick around in WWE as long as possible. And I want them to make boatloads of money and be be super happy. But along the same lines, they also have to be thinking about that post-WWE career. Then, like you said, the post-wrestling in general career. And, uh, you know, Ric Flair didn't have to worry about his name because he owned his name. So once he... Yeah, he has to change the spelling of it, but that's it. Yeah. Well, but he... He oh, owned... Yeah. He owned Ric Flair, too. That. Yeah. That's right. He owned Ric Flair because it predated his contracts with WWE. Uh, so the same thing with Sting. Sting owns the rights to Sting as a wrestler. Um, he can't ever become a rock star, though, because he's got an agreement with Sting the rock star to use the name. But uh, but there's a whole... I think he should have a faction called the police. Yeah. I, I think that would um, probably garner uh, some attention by the rock star Sting uh, <laughs> saying, hey, we had an ring. But it would be really funny if he came out and he was the, now the manager for a group of wrestlers that he just called the police. Yeah. That'd be really funny. Sting and the police. <laughs> they could even come out to a Sting song. Yeah, it'd be be really funny if they came up. There's a TikTok going around where people take the beginning of Roxanne and they cut off the and part. And so it's like, what are you looking at? They go, rocks! Rocks. (laughs) That's it. Just just rocks. rocks. (laughs) Anyways, that was another weird thing. But yeah, they just have to worry about setting themselves up for a future career, which a lot of the Hall of Famers didn't have to worry about because so many of them established their names before their WWE or WWF runs, or at the very least came in early enough in Vince McMahon's uh, tenure that he didn't really think about naming rights as much. Because early on, he didn't think about that. That wasn't part of the business model because he was still pioneering this whole nationwide concept. Um, So wrestlers like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and all of these could could trademark their own names and not get caught into but now you know Seth Rollins wrestled for a long time on the indies as Tyler Black 
but most people now would not know him as anything other than Seth Rollins. If he left WWE for any reason, even not his choice, he'd be back at square one effectively. Um, yeah, he'd, he'd have some publicity and people would net recognize him by face, but he wouldn't have the the marketing. I mean, there would probably be a lot of people who unfollowed him on Twitter just because they'd see a new name and they'd be like, I don't recognize this name. I don't remember following this person. I'm just going to unfollow him. Uh, not realizing that it was Seth Rollins just changed his name, you know? Um, change my name, change my name. So, so that's that's why it's kind of important to allow these wrestlers to be able to establish their own brands outside of of wrestling, as long as it doesn't impact your product. Um, so, like I say, I get it. I get saying you can't use Alexa Bliss, you can't use Seth Rollins, but you can't tell them that you can't do this. Just like. The, w, uh, the, the NFL can't tell Cam Newton that he can't be sponsored by Beats by Dre, but they can tell him that we're you sponsored by Beats. can't be on the field Beats. during yeah. a televised game with Beats mm-hmm. on. Yep. We're sponsored by Bose, so when you're on our feed, the field during, during a televised game, you have to be either wearing Bose or we find you. Um, same but, with the shoes. Yeah, same with shoes. The NFL has an agreement, I believe, with Nike. It might be Reebok. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, those are the brand of shoes you're going to wear to play football. Now, that's it. To use Cam Newton as a as an example, Cam Newton had an agreement with Beats by Dre, and the fine was I think ten thousand uh, dollars a game. And, and so he, they paid every single fine for him. Yep, Beats by Dre is owned by Apple, which was at the time one of the most valuable companies in the world. They're still one of the most, but I think at the time they were the most. And so they're like, we'll just pay it. Yeah, we're good. Thanks. Yep. Keep wearing it. Keep wearing it. Get the fine. We'll pay it. We're good. Well, and and uh, who was it that Lifewater, uh, Brian Urlacher, brought Lifewater out to a to a uh, uh, press conference. They said, we're sponsored by Coca-Cola. Maybe it was Pepsi. I don't remember. Gatorade. I think it must, it must have been Pepsi because it was Gatorade. And he got a big old fine. And Lifewater said, we'll pay it, but don't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Lifewater wasn't quite uh, worth as much as as Apple was at the time. Yes. So yep. they're like, well, we'll pay the fine, but don't do it again because we can't afford to keep paying that fine. Well, they could they could afford it, but why? You know, it, uh, the publicity was there. By him getting the fine, they actually got their publicity. Yeah, I uh, I'm just waiting for an American uh, uh, athlete to be sponsored by the Japanese sports drink Pokari Sweat because I think that's the funniest name for a sports drink ever. <laughs> What are you drinking? Pokari sweat? Ew. No, it's really good. No, it sounds horrible. I don't even know what a Pokari is. I'm good. I don't even know what a Pokari is, but I'm not going to drink their sweat. I'm just saying that right now. No, Pokari isn't a thing. It's it's a sports drink. Uh, it sounds horrible. <laughs> not going to do it. So, yeah, And that is a note to make because, you know, to say... So you opened it up so that... that Brock could have Jimmy John's on his ass. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, great move for Jimmy John's, by the way. Great move for Jimmy John's. And nobody else can do that. So, if they can't do that, and now you're going to tell them that they can't do the stuff outside the ring, outside performance, um, 
WWE endorsed performances. You're trying to tell them that they're slaves. You're very well paid slaves, and and that that opens up a whole different can of worms. You have to let them have their freedom, even as employees. You know, the, I've been reprimanded in the past at my real life job, not my district attorney job, for Facebook posts that that my boss didn't think painted the right light. I left it up. It was my choice. Mm-hmm. And he can fire me if he wants, because I live in a state where we can, but it's going to cost us both, you know? <laughs> Um, and it wasn't something derogatory about the company. Yeah. It was just something he didn't like. He didn't like it because I wanted a vacation. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, there's a reason I'm not friends with anyone at my current real-life job on Facebook. They don't need to see what I post there. Doesn't matter. Because you believe blo- both in the thin blue line and the Black Lives Mattering as a police officer. Yes. I mean, Sure. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. No. <laughs> the facts are, people have to be allowed to have a little bit of their own freedoms in their lives. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how, now that said, if you're gonna go out and you're gonna, you know, post, come to my next KKK meeting, I think your employer should be allowed to fire you if they want. I think. I think they should be allowed to fire you for it, but at the same point, you should be allowed to post. I mean, that's the, that's really what it comes down to. Is you're allowed to post. They can retaliate if you want to, but you're allowed to post. Um, now, you know, grand scheme of things, if my boss came to me and said, I don't like what you're posting, I'd say, well, too bad. Uh, you, you know, you don't own me. But if you said, I don't like what you're posting while on company time, you might say, well, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I won't post it on company time anymore. This was posted at, at uh, 4.27 p.m. Okay, well, I, I, I was at work. <laughs> I was at work, so I won't do that anymore. You got me. Let's go. You know, but anywho. So, yeah, this, that's... Is how, this is how you get an upheaval from your staff. I mean, Vince wants to guarantee that they're going to start, that they're going to unionize. This is a really good way for them to unionize. Mm-hmm. And I can promise you, you're taking money from everybody. Roman does that. Well, and even more than that, you you don't want your employees leaving to go to the competition. This is a perfect opening for AEW just to come out and say, hey, none of our contracts forbid you from having your own Twitch stream. None of our contracts forbid you from having your own cameo, right? Yep. Oh, and suddenly AEW looks like the good guys, and every wrestler starts thinking, you know, I may make a little bit less per year at AEW, or maybe I make the same, but at AEW, I'd be able to dot, dot, dot. Um, and so it would just simply start people thinking. And that's not, not have to be 72 and be the Rockers. Mm hmm. Exactly. But, anyways, we're going to wrap we this call up. The old Rockers now because they're not the new Rockers. Yeah. The ancient Rockers. They'd probably insist on some. No, because we're the original, so we're the classic rocker. Ah, that's hey, that's not a bad one. They should change their name to the classic rockers. Yeah. Fortunately, I think their segment is done with AEW. Uh, I think yeah, they're probably not gonna come. I, I don't know. They'll probably come back anytime AEW needs to trot out an old school like re- uh, wrestling tag team. <laughs> Uh, but I don't think they're going to be doing it too often. I don't think Ricky Morton can take too many 
more pile drivers. Or power bombs through the stage or Canadian destroyers. Yeah. I'll give him yep. credit. He took that Canadian destroyer like a champ, but uh now is that that's a Canadian destroyer, it's not a Canadian yeah. Yeah, it's it's totally different. It's kinda like the Canada geese. Oh. Versus the Canadian geese. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway. Well, don't you know, we've gotten to the end of the episode. Now you can finish your plugs. I just thought that if there was a legitimate crime that was committed recently since we've done our last WBU, we probably needed to talk about it as a, as a wrestling crime. Yes, yes, yes. You know what also is wrestling crime? Not supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Raw and Order WBU. Uh, I don't know if that was a good segue, but I did it anyway. <laughs> it was a funny one. It was a funny one. I'll give you that. <laughs> Um, you could also support us through our merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu. So there's a bunch of great ways to support us. But like I say, sharing this podcast with your friends is the best way. So, But on that note, we would uh, like to thank everyone for listening. And we'll see you soon with the visit from the FBI. Oosie oos. Oosie oos.